the Plotcast podcast with the Potty Plotters. Hello and welcome back to the Potty Plotters Plotcast podcast. This is episode 46 and I'm still Julia. And I'm still Elaine. Elaine. What? We've moved inside, haven't we? We have, yeah. Have you noticed how quiet it is? Yeah, we'll tell you about that later, but... It's your turn to do that difficult bit, Elaine. Oh, blooming it. Uh, right, OK. okay. Tell people oh, how to get an idea for well, that as well. well I think that next year, if we're still here, not here, yeah. but wherever yeah. we are, yeah. I think that we should get other people to phone in, having repeated what it is. That's a good idea. I and thought you were going to set it to song, knowing you. but <laughs> Knowing me? Yeah. Knowing <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> right, here it is. Facebook, Instagram and X ridiculous it's a kiss, that twitter is. i think it is at potty plotters tiktok at the potty plotters email us naughty corner at potty uk or have a look at our website potty uk actually people are looking at things are like they? that yeah i like our website it's nice have you had a look at i it? have had a look at it yes oh. yeah it's very yours isn't it it is yeah. anyway mm-hmm. so why are we inside elaine well, it's all to do with the producer, actually. It was. It was Gareth's fault, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because, let's face it, we are the hardiest of hardy. I mean, yeah. you know, we might moan it's cold and everything, mm-hmm. but we know to put our thermals on. I mean, you stuff a water bottle down your trousers, I don't do. you? I do, um, You know, we're not afraid of, of being out and down that no. allotment in all weathers. But Gareth, last week, said to us, it's getting a bit cold, can we do this inside? Didn't you, Gareth? We take that as yes. Yes, yes. And so here we are inside the house, not just yes, inside. Yes. We've moved. And um, yes, and actually the weather is uh, very mild. It's, <laughs> it's, it's so frustrating because it's yes. actually a beautiful sunny day. So yeah, and uh, the moral to the story is let's do what we like doing okay. rather than being told what to do all the time yeah, yeah. anyway yeah so that's that bit and uh, it is rather nice actually to be inside for yeah. a little while only because of what we've com- got coming up in a little while it will make it a bit easier won't it it will it will is that eating actually uh we've done that and oh, you wow. made a very lovely lemon cake lemon sponge didn't you that was yeah. beautiful Thank but you. uh we have come inside but we've done this in various places i mean we don't have to do this inside but we will be prepare yourselves listeners we will be <laughs> waxing our amaryllis now if you've never heard us do this before or talk about it you're in for a treat and that will be an experience most will never forget. No. But it's a great thing before Christmas. Yes. The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters. Elaine, last year, my mum was very excited to tell me about this uh, waxed amaryllis that she'd bought herself and uh, needed nothing doing to it. So it was literally a bulb that was waxed and the amaryllis grew. And it was perfect because there was no messing around, no watering, no potting it. And when I told you about it, obviously we had to go and have a look at it, didn't we? And we had a look and although it was absolutely beautiful, they were a little bit expensive. Yeah. So what did you say, like you usually say? We can do that. We can do that. So what we did, we went off and purchased a very cheap amaryllis 
and you went round your house and what did you do? <laughs> well, I waxed it first, obviously. No, oh, no, you went. <laughs> <laughs> you went round the house and you what? found all your half candles, didn't you? Because oh, you were so yeah. cheap. We went to leave them in the other. Oh, they haven't. Yeah. Here's one that I left earlier. <laughs> yeah. So we went round and you've got all these half candles. That's right, yeah. And, yeah. and the bent ones as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's the ones. Uh, because we are cheap and we weren't going to be paying yes. for anything new or special. So... We looked it up and you soaked, soaked the roots of the amaryllis, which is what you've done overnight with this one. That's right. And then what you find is that you find that the, the roots themselves, they start to plump up. So um, rather than them being dried, which I have got an example of, but these all start to change. And you can see the white ones, actually, where they've filled themselves up full of water and Julia Feel how firm that is. That's a nice firm amaryllis. And yeah. again, being cheapskates that we were, we saw them on offer online. We did. And we bought, well, we didn't buy hundreds, but we bought about 15, didn't we? Yeah. Because we wanted to tell everyone about waxing mm. the amaryllis. And we've done a few live demos of this already. Yeah. So... Uh, what do I do with it now? Right. So I've got a chopping board. I've got yeah. a sharp knife. And I've also got some wax that is melting right. on the cooker. Okay. Have you All risk right. assessed this? Uh, no, but Gareth's still here. So okay. I'm presuming we're okay because no, otherwise just, it'd have gone. I'm just thinking you don't normally let me near knives. or No, or, well, I'll do the knife bit. Right. Yeah, okay. Because you've been a little person. Okay. Well, this amaryllis was one of the uh, sets that we bought and it's called Dancing Queen. And this mm. one is a beautiful red and white stripey one. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So what are you going to do with that then? I immediately want to start singing Dancing Queen, but I won't. So no. what I'm going to do instead is put all of the um, roots over there to one side. And this is where we shock people yeah. because I'm now going to cut them all off. <gasps> on, I know. And it seems like, well, why have you done that? Well, what we've done is use the roots yes. so that they can then get all the water into the bulb to make it as firm as it is. Okay. So now all I'm going to do is I'm going to slice through, cut them all off, make <gasps> sure that you do. That's quite a chunk you've cut off the bottom. Look what's left. The roots won't do anything now because oh. what we've got is, if I said a wet bottom, but um, <laughs> I don't mean that. What I mean is you can see that it is still wet yeah. where the water has gone into the bulb. But we're going to seal all the moisture into the bulb by waxing it. Okay. So having done that, now yeah. you can see that the bulb can sit very happily yeah. on its own bottom. Okay. Now, here's one I made earlier. So this has been completely waxed yes. round the bulb. Yes. It's all encased. Yes. And put it on there and it just sits. So you can use it in a decoration as you will. Yes. You can leave it on the windowsill. It won't make a mess. Yes. And it's starting to sprout <gasps> already. Oh, well done. Okay. So I did this last week yes. and it's already going. So now I just leave it on the windowsill. It needs to be warm, yep. the windowsill, and it needs to be light as well. So things around the bulb haven't changed at all. But don't put it directly in the sun. No, because that will ruin everything. It'll melt, it'll melt, won't it? Make a mess. Okay. Right, is that wax melted? All we do is literally dip the amaryllis into the wax and coat it. It works better, actually, if it's outside, doesn't it? Well, you can go outside if you like, <laughs> Julia. Thanks. We'll wait for you here. Because <laughs> it oh, takes... Look, yeah, it? it is. Yeah, open the windows, open the doors. Yeah. Yeah. 
It has a very small neck. Look at that, how yeah. it's already set. Setting, yeah. That's brilliant. If you'd like Elaine and Julia to come to a talk for your group, get in touch. Naughty Corner at pottyplotters.uk So Elaine, the dahlias, um, ours down the allotment actually got burnt quite early in the season. Yeah. When we say burnt, all we mean is that they were frosted, which is a sign then to cut them down and dig them up or, or store them or leave them in the ground, however you're going to do. But we have noticed on other sites that we've visited, they're only just beginning to get cut. So what do you do with your dahlias at this time of year? Well... The reason that I wanted to talk about dahlias, Julia, is because we've had some photographs in from um, Rachel and she lives in Epperston in Nottinghamshire. She sent us photographs because she's dug some of hers up. Right. And I tell you what, she's got a big one. Uh-huh. Yes, it's fair to say that she's shown us on the photograph how big her dahlias have grown. And they are massive, aren't they? Yes, yeah, they are. They're massive. So what should she be doing with them now she's dug them up? Because we leave ours in the ground, although I am expecting a few to rot this year, I have yeah. to say, after the weather. But probably too late now but what should she be doing now she's dug them up right she's dug them up and the tubers it's like a mass of uh fingers i would say that they all look like knotted up fingers all together and uh, they've still got mud on them so what i've told her is because she's cut right next to the stalk she's taken off all the growth at the top all she's got to do now is wash all of the mud off now it might sound a right job and it is it's one of those jobs that you need to do when you've got plenty of time so all that you need to do is very carefully run it under a tap or in a bucket of water is ideal and get as much of the mud off as you possibly can and then you'll be left with just the bare tubers then turn it upside down so that the stalk is now facing the ground yeah and then let all of it dry now if you've got somewhere like a garage or a shed that is frost free that's a perfect place to do it let it all dry off when it is dried then put it in now you know them great big containers those uh, storage containers that are plastic and yeah. they're about 18 inches two foot by well however big you want yeah. to make them what you can do is you can put fresh compost dried compost and not plant it but put it upside down in that or what i've seen which i think is really clever i've seen somebody do it in sawdust yeah exactly the same and so they've put two or three together in these big storage containers put the lid on and then keep it somewhere ideally it would be a cool room in your house now the difficulty i've got with that is that our wardrobes are pretty full of seeds and gin yes and i know that those storage containers won't fit where i can hide them so for me i'm going to put them at home in the shed at home because i've got a little heater that clicks in when it goes to freezing i know it's quite posh really isn't it It but that's where i'm going to put mine and that's what i'd recommend to everybody else out there or like you Julia leave them in the ground what have you done with yours though well I've only left them in the ground because last year I did and and they were fine but now I'm bothered the area that I planted them normally doesn't suffer with any kind of flooding or anything but this year we have flooded but it was after 
they, I'd cut them down so you know they've got two chances to be yeah. fair but normally I just cut them down level with the ground and then I earth them up with well I've earthed them up this time with the homemade compost and I've literally took a whole bucket full and just tipped it on the top of everyone and that will be enough to protect them until next year when they start to emerge and the compost will have probably rotted down and started to move around anyway and they'll start to emerge and we should have another show but I'm not 100% hopeful this year I have to say oh let's see what happens yeah can always buy new ones contact the potty plotters anytime on Facebook Twitter and Instagram at potty plotters or email naughty corner at pottyplotters.uk my goodness Elaine we have been telling people to get in touch and they have been haven't they <laughs> yeah. which gets us all excited doesn't it it does yeah particularly when we get photographs attached but some of the things that we've been sent are so funny so we thought that we'd share them with everybody else and the first one is uh, some photographs that we had through from Sue who lives near Manchester and she sent us some lovely photos hasn't she of her grandson with the bug hotels oh. that they've been making in the sunshine oh, oh crikey I never yeah. think of Manchester as sunny but oh. uh, no when I lived up that way always rained Elaine always but anyway I'm glad it was sunny on the day that her and her grandson made some bug bug hotels and it is a lovely thing to do with kids and they love going and collecting everything and then keep going and checking to see if they can see any bugs in there so So well done yeah Yeah. well done and uh, let's know what happens who moves in that's a good one and uh, the next one then so we've had a message coming from our lovely friend Jonathan Mosley and um, do you remember him when he got in touch and then we had him on one of our podcasts I think it was right at the beginning when we first started doing these and I think it was about episode six or seven crikey that was very early on wasn't (laughs) it it? (laughs) yeah well he's been in touch and um, he's going to be doing a demonstration of um, all things of merriment for Christmas to do in the house with things that are in the garden by that i don't think he means our muck heap (laughs) i think that he means the dried flowers and the dried foliage and other things as well that he's going to bring in and he's doing the demonstration at cliff college which is at baslow at the top of derbyshire and it's on saturday the 2nd of december at 7 30 p.m so what i would suggest is if you want to go get your tickets do it online and the tickets are priced at 17.50 and um it's wine and mince pies well that's enough to get us to go then isn't it well actually julia funny you should say that we are going. Oh, a yes, day I know. Out. Yeah, oh, honestly, uh, not a day. It's just an evening, oh, but we will be there. So I think we ought to make a day of it. There must well, be places we can call at on the way. You would have thought that the producer would be interested, wouldn't you? Things like that he could go. Could take his wife an evening out at the north of the county. He's not even looking at us. No, not bothered. No. Not even listening. No. So it don't matter. Let's move on to the next. Carrying one. on then. Anyway, <laughs> thanks, Jonathan, and good luck with that. And we'll see you soon. And another message we've had in is from Anne North, uh, which came through on Messenger and it really did make us laugh, didn't it, Elaine? It did. And I've actually written it down because I am going to read this. So she's put, funniest thing ever. Our friends who live in Oxford were on holiday in Greece and met some people from Derby. Our friend said, oh, we've got friends in Derby. And they started chatting. Somehow, the fact that Bill delivered poo came into the conversation. Strange what people talk about on holiday. <laughs> it really is, isn't it? <laughs> and the people from Derby replied rather excitedly, 
Oh my God, not Bill the Muckman. We know him off the radio. His 15 minutes of, yes, fame. Oh. Can you believe <laughs> people listen far and wide? Yeah. And then they got talking about it when they're on holiday. Yeah, because Bill's our Muckman, isn't he? Is, he? yes, oh. and we love him dearly. So yeah. thanks, Anne, for getting in touch. And then that what was, was the, so funny. And what was even better was that Anne sent us some photos then, <laughs> oh, didn't yes, she? she did, oh, I forgot. That really made us laugh. So Anne turns out to be Bill's wife. And Anne sent us some photos of our um, manure producers, didn't she? <laughs> Which were absolutely beautiful horses. Yeah. So, so I think there's two things there. Yeah. Because we never ask anybody what their last name is. No. We know him only as the Bill man. the Muckman. <laughs> <laughs> so it wouldn't have mattered if she'd said, do you know Bill North? We'd have said no. No, no. <laughs> anyway, if any of you have got a Muckman and he's not called Bill, but you want him to have a shout out, we're happy to do that for you because we want to celebrate all the muck people out there. Yeah, there are some mucky folk, aren't there? <laughs> Moving on. Now, this is a long one. All right. But okay. it is worth it, Julia. There are little bits and pieces that we're going to pull out ourselves yes. and answer as we go along okay so this is another one and this is from claire in bristol are you ready yes right hi lovely ladies oh, she got oh. that right didn't she the producer's shaking his head yeah. we'll that wasn't very nice we'll send her the money in the post okay yeah, not a problem i have taken responsibility for my first allotment congratulations well done, yeah and need your help as you seem to talk common sense and make me laugh oh no Garrett's laughing at that that's not very nice in fact our husbands would not agree with that although you did say earlier that you wanted to be appointed as minister for common sense I did yes as well as minister for allotments I yeah. said to you just go for the prime minister's job uh, yeah but that doesn't necessarily include common sense does no it? all right so, yeah, anyway I don't on. get them confused back to the message right I took over a plot with mainly five foot high brambles, bindweed and a random tree that needed chopping down. It's a bit of a blank canvas with a greenhouse. Oh, oh now wonderful. you're talking. Yeah. Good soil. Well done. And a sad rhubarb. Oh, in a funny place at the moment. I think I have made some progress making a huge weed pile. Weed, W-E-E-D. Yes. We will burn at some point and finding enough soil to plant garlic in. While I love it there, often I feel entirely overwhelmed, clueless and indecisive about the whole thing though. So I have a question to ask. Is there anything you wish someone had told you when you first started out? Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> no, 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 I no, don't no. really mean that. I don't mean that at all. Okay. So, Wait a minute, I'm oh, not finished oh, yet. There's more. Okay, Are okay. you ready? Yeah, yeah. Right, I have already moved the composting area to the entrance on my plan as I was going to hide it at the back until you mentioned that error. Well done, Claire. Yes. Superb. Keep your compost areas at the front because it'll make it Bill. It'll make it easier for Bill, won't it, when he delivers it? It will. Yeah. Obviously, Although I don't think Bill will be going to Bristol. It's a long way to deliver his. Well, you don't know anyway. that. Never say never. Carry on. Right. Keep up the great work. Your podcast is a joy to listen to. Did you add that bit, Gareth? No, not me. No. Huh? Okay, Julia. I yes. too have taken a plot on to help with my mental health and also menopause symptoms. Ooh. It's good to know that my hunch was right and digging is the way to genuine happiness. I think she needs to listen again 
to Jill oh, yeah. when she was talking to us right at the beginning of these podcasts. Anyway, and P.S. A photo of my weed pile and my dog Foxy, who also loves it down there just for fun. We discovered the Danger Mines sign in the Brambles. Oh, that's good, isn't it? <laughs> Brilliant. Right, so let's um, let's chop and change some of these things that okay. are here then. So, Claire. So, um, thank you for getting in touch. And I'm just going to start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. Right then. So she's got five foot high brambles, bindweed and a random tree. Brambles, Julia, how would you deal with those? Uh, chop them down yep. and dig them out. OK, as much as possible. For those that you can't get out. <sighs> I'd, I'd keep at them, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, you would go down the weed killer route, but I would just keep at them, keep digging them yeah. and keep weakening them. So, But she did mention that she's created a huge pile from the weeds that she's she's dug up so and the bindweed and she's doing exactly the right thing in burning them either burn them or put them in the uh, council bins that take them away for yeah. composting if you're going to put them in your composter don't put them in your composter at the allotment they're perennial they're vigorous and they'll keep growing and growing so get rid of them and burning them's a perfect way of doing it and the good thing is that you're not on your own Claire because we've all had plots like this yes we've recently helped at um, another allotment site haven't yeah. we where we're doing a community plot and that was covered in brambles and bindweed yeah. it's like spaghetti I mean if you could eat the blooming stuff we'd make a fortune and everybody would want it yeah. but unfortunately it's one of those things it looks like spaghetti and what you've got to do is get a fork in I don't use my spade where bindweed is I use my fork and then I get on my hands and yeah. knees I can never get up again but <laughs> Get on my hands and knees, get your hand in there and just shake all of the soil. I'm doing it like you yeah, can see. Yeah. So shake all the soil off and bag it up. Just keep taking it. It is an arduous task. And like yeah. you say, you know, unless you're going to treat them with weed killer, it will keep coming back. So um, there's an area of my plot that's particularly bad with bindweed. Oh, yeah, so all I'm that. doing is planting annuals there yeah. and things that are in for quite a short period of time yeah. so that every time I take something out, I can keep digging them up. Um, the other route is um, to go down the node dig but that's a whole different conversation but you know you're doing exactly the right thing and I know it does feel overwhelming especially when you first take on a plot doesn't it yeah but what we would say to you and what advice I would give somebody who was starting out is take it in small pieces. Don't look at it as a giant piece of land. What did Jill used to say? How do you eat an elephant a little bit at a time? Uh, I wouldn't eat an elephant, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> but... <laughs> I wonder why you looked at me, gone out. But what we mean is you don't have to eat it all at no, once. No. A bit like that cake in that yeah. kitchen. You can just have a little slice every now can and I? again. Yeah, you can. Oh, thanks. Well, well, I'll wait till we get back in the kitchen. Okay. But, um, yeah, you do need to break it down. And actually, before you can literally clear the whole area and then sit down and think about what it is you want on your plot because think about do you want some fruit do you want flowers what kind of vegetables do you want to grow because that is going to influence how you lay that plot out so yes it is overwhelming but just take a bit of time and you do get there eventually, don't you, Elaine? You do. And I uh, invented that psychological digging. Yeah. Now, what I do by that is I get a piece of string and I get um, a stake either side or um, a piece of cane, anything like that. And I put it across the width of the allotment. And then what I do is every time I go up, and this is when I first took that one on, is I move the stick about three foot and I dig to that three yeah. foot. And that way I know that I've achieved something 
something because there's nothing worse than looking thinking where do I start start at the beginning yeah. and work your way either from the top to the bottom or the bottom to the top but do things in between as well don't do it all at once yeah. just do a little bit and then break it up go and find someone else to do and then come back and one of the first things I'd say is you've mentioned rhubarb looking sad it's sad because it's not happy so what we've got to do is make it happy Julia it is November December yeah where are you going to move yours to and what have you been doing with your rhubarb well I'm not going to move it but what I am going to do with my rhubarb is because it's obviously been there for quite a long time I am going to split it which means I'm going to cut it down and take lumps out because that will reinvigorate what is there so maybe yours is sad because it's just old and it needs splitting to to reinvigorate it or it might just not like the place you've got it so if it seems to be quite a small one and it just isn't happy I would move it somewhere else on the plot and where would you move yours to then um Yours is happy. You yeah, see, my happy. rhubarb does like it in the shade, yeah. ironically. Yeah. It doesn't want full on sun. It gets stressed when it's in the sun, don't we all? So no, all that you I need love to do. The sun. Oh yeah, well there's one to everyone, isn't there? There's always one. Yeah. Right then. So Julia, most people don't want to be in the sun all day. So like rhubarb, put it in the shade. <laughs> yeah. So give it a shaded area quite easy but when you say you cut it up what do you mean i literally just get the spade and chop bits out so the, you can see the uh, different crowns developing there and as long as this got a bud in, in that section you can just chop that section out and what we do is give them away because people always want rhubarb and it really does grow like a weed on allotment sites but you'll find people will always take them off you whether it's for their plots or actually people just want the stems for cooking with so and now is the time to absolutely. do absolutely it's perfect time to be moving uh, rhubarb and giving it away as well and what i've done is i have put mock all round mine because the rhubarb at this time of year just melts it just disappears any yeah. that you've got left Left. and then when you've done that just cover it in muck and then leave it to do its own thing and it's always happy then yeah yeah so what advice do you think you wish you'd had at the start elaine um i think that's a really hard question um probably if i could have set the probably if i'd set the path better yeah yeah don't have a path that goes to nowhere right okay right yeah so if you are going to lay a path lay it properly lay it level as well so put the mot underneath so the the bits of um gravel and so forth then lay it on sand and then make sure it's all square and level yeah. because really since we've been doing the community jobs that's when i found out more about levels yeah um so i would do that and also about make good all the repairs on um sheds you don't have to have yeah. new everything make do and mend because yeah. i think we're really good at it on allotments i think that's another important thing actually to mention the the thing that you wish someone had told you is have somewhere to sit down and have a cup yeah. of tea because you need to sit and rest and have a think about where it's going to go it's not all hard work but it is hard work if you've got nowhere to sit is it no the other thing is it's just a personal thing i don't like ponds P-O-N-D-S, no. ponds. No. I don't like them on plots. No. I think it's perhaps because we're so inundated with water. Gets on your nerves. The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters. 
So Elaine, uh, last week you were very excited about eating all that chocolate and (laughs) (laughs) when are you not? And filling the uh, tub with some compost and some peas. Yeah. What what have you got? Uh, Pea shoots. They're through. In five days they were through. And I tell you what, it's quite incredible, isn't it, that things like that don't take very long at all. And yet week to week people go shopping and they buy things like that yeah. you could grow your own and have them for weeks i mean honestly how, how tall are they inch and a half something yeah, like that yeah. and how much did you see them in that very posh place well in the posh place there were three pound fifty gareth have you seen them anywhere these pea shoots you might have done was it a famous place it might have been Slight Cluedo, this isn't it? Very yeah. yeah. Was it a super so. <laughs> supermarket? Name a supermarket. Tesco. No. Morrison's. No. Asda. Oh God, no. Sainsbury's. Oh yeah. Hey! <laughs> so Sainsbury's are selling pea shoots. How much are they selling them at? Uh, best part of two quid. <gasps> Blimey, that's half your tub of sweets, that is. <laughs> it certainly is. And you can keep growing in your sweet tub, can't you? Well, I can keep growing because if you keep eating chocolates, you do. <laughs> so what I do is recommend to everybody, get out there and get these tubs. They're yeah. incredible as to what you can do with them. Get the tubs and we'll tell you again what else you can do with them after Christmas too. OK. <laughs> At this time of year, I've actually left my apples on the apple tree, particularly the ones up the plot where I couldn't reach them. And what I did see the other day, Julia, was um, birds. There were magpies and pigeons, but nevertheless, they're still birds. And they were eating them on the tree. When I say on the tree, I mean they were eating them off the the tree tree that were on the tree. (laughs) You mean the apples were still attached to the branches? Yeah, so they were on the tree, but they were taking them off. What I can't believe is that there were apples on the tree that you couldn't reach with your very long (laughs) arms. Top-notch advice. No Latin included. The Potty Plotters Podcast. Well, we just want to thank you all for listening to us. We've had a lovely time, haven't we, Elaine? We have, yeah. Thank you very much for having me. (laughs) And and we do love it when we get photos and emails. And if you want us to answer any questions, then please do send them in. I mean, I know we go on and on, but hopefully you might glean something from them. And uh, next week, we're going to be talking about Christmas. See, I love Christmas. So, yeah, Yeah. I'm okay with that. And there's so many things that we can do. Off the plot, on the plot. Yeah. Have you ever met Santa? Uh, no, because my mum always told me to keep away from strange men. Mind you, I married my husband. <laughs> <laughs> the Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters is an Amberland Media production. 